Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I am Bridget Devon, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Ernie Mansfield with Mansfield Music. Ernie is the founder and owner and is classically trained um, with decades of experience, and he has experience in pop, rock, and jazz. And his music, um, Mansfield Music, offers private music lessons for people of all ages, from piano, guitar, sax, flute, clarinet, theory and composition, and they also are now offering online classes. They're based out um, near Berkeley, California. Um, and uh, Ernie, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on and to chat all things music and business. Thank you. Happy yeah. to be here. Wonderful. Well, to start, can you share with us um, about yourself and how Mansfield Music got started? So, yeah. Um... I was, uh, you know, I went to music school. I went to Interlochen Arts Academy as a teenager, which was a boarding school. Very highly intensive um, classical music school. From then on, I went into, uh, I was a composition major at uh, Oberlin Conservatory and University of Illinois. When I got out, um, well, I, I played in uh, some traveling music ensembles in Europe and in the Midwest. And then I moved out here to California. Um, and um, sort of uh, at first, the first few years, I did whatever I could to make a living as as a musician. Mm -hmm. And um, it turned out there were a great many things. And uh, um I was working for uh, publishing companies, music publishers, and I was playing a lot of gigs and I was doing recording sessions. And eventually, um, I guess um, I decided at some point around 2002 that I would really um, just want to focus on private music lessons. Um, and so when I did that, I um, had... I um, had a great coach. Um, um, there was a course called Successful Studio Strategies, um, which I took several times and um, kind of learned the ins and outs of how to run a successful teaching studio. And I uh, just things took off from there. So um, I started teaching what I knew how to teach, which was uh, piano. First, it was uh, flute, sax, clarinet, and piano. And then I added guitar. So, um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing for the last 20 or so years uh, uh, full time. Fantastic. That's wonderful. And it just sounds like you've had so much different, so many different experiences working in music. What... Um, What's it like growing a private music um, studio company? Well, um, so when you start off, well, well, here, let me give you my first secret. Yeah. You, you seem like a nice person, so I may as well, you know, tell you my, <laughs> my most important secrets, right? <laughs> I love it. Um the most important thing to understand is that everything takes time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my, my, what I have found in, in my life, everything takes about three years time. Okay. Mm. 
Um, and that, but that's helpful to know because, you know, everybody probably wants, you know, a lot of people want to start something business perhaps, or whatever career, whatever. Um, and, um, if you stop it after two years, it might just be a mistake, you know, uh, because everything takes three years. At least that's what I've found. For yeah. Me. Now, if you're a huge company, you know, uh, like with um, a huge uh, marketing and advertising budget and can put up billboards or whatever, they, you know, that might be different. Okay. But that's, you know, for a small business, it just takes time. And I think um, I think that is the most important thing for any small business person to realize. Absolutely. And that's something I think about, too, is like, you know, so one of my personal <clears throat> missions with this podcast is just showcasing all these different ways you can work in music. And I think what you're sharing is really important because it kind of lends itself to the whole you know, let's say you have a vision of something that you want to do for a career in music and you have to think seriously about um, your time frame and how long something will take. And so three years is, um, you know, uh, is it could be a really helpful thing for someone to think about if they're starting a career. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear too, what are day-to-day -day operations like for you now in your company? Well, I mean, right now I'm I've I've been doing this a long time, and so I'm not really, um, you know, I'm I'm I I teach I you know I'm I limit the amount of students I have right now because I'm just at a point where I'm not trying to expand that much. I like to get now I can be a little pickier and choose uh, students that I'd like to work with and um also realizing that i need time for myself for my other more creative projects and oh. uh and things like that so day-to-day -day operations um, <laughs> <laughs> um i it's it's hard to uh, you know uh i don't know if i can put this in a helpful way for other people but what i try to do is um actually exercise every day okay nice i have a, i because i've been telling people to practice their their musical instruments and i decided um you know what's really interest what's really good for me is to exercise get physical exercise also to practice um i'm practicing my own instruments more and uh so um day-to-day -day operations i i can't say i'm a I can't say I have any, uh, you know, it, my life is less busy than it was, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, mm. or even maybe five years ago, because I'm not trying to build my business right now. I'm just trying to, um, you know, um, as far as my own students, I'm trying to just limit that and, and have time for other things, which actually, when you think about it, that's really the point of mm -hmm. you know if you have a business you want it to eventually kind of run itself and um um and that and that's what i'm doing now 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great. And also, you know, um, uh, making sure to have time for like physical activity in your, in like, you know, in tandem with your business, I think is really helpful. That's something personally I could relate to because, uh, you know, I've definitely put off the, um, physical activity because I'm like, oh, there's more work to do. But then when I actually do take like those 15 minutes for a lunch walk break, I'm like, I should do this every day. Cause it really does help you, uh, I think in your business. So I think that's really great that, that, that you're able to prioritize that. Yeah. Um, also, you know, if you're telling students to practice, then it's good that you're telling them as one who practices, you know? Absolutely. Um, there's a little story I remember. Um, Gandhi, this is, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some Somebody went to Mahatma Gandhi and they said, you know, my son is eating too much sugar. And um, so Gandhi said, uh, wait a week, uh, come back in a week. And then they, 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 they brought the boy in a week and Gandhi said, stop eating sugar <laughs> and the the mother said why couldn't you tell him that last week and gandhi said because i had to stop eating sugar oh <laughs> wow so, you know yeah right how can you tell people to do things if you're not doing them you know? absolutely that was such yeah. a spin um <laughs> <laughs> it's true though um it's so true and then also at the same time uh, recognizing that when someone is struggling with something that you've also struggled or overcome with just, you know, remembering what, like where that struggle is coming from. And to that point, I'd love to ask, like, do you have insight on, cause I, I know for myself as, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I was, um, playing trumpet in oh. school <clears throat> and I was terrible at practicing and, um, you know, I was just curious, do you as a teacher have any uh, thoughts on that? That's really helped students who struggle with being consistent, um, be more consistent. Well, yeah, first of all, first of all, um, a lot of students probably don't even know what practicing is. Okay. Mm. So a, a lot of students will come because let's say their parents brought them to music lessons. Sometimes yeah. the parents uh, bring their decided, hey, I want my kid to have music lessons because I didn't have them, right? Yeah. Because maybe the parent, maybe maybe they grew up poor. Maybe they didn't have, maybe their parents didn't have money. Now the parents have some money they want to give it to their kids but the parents don't know about practicing because they never had lessons right yeah so uh, the kids come to lessons and i say well you have to practice but that just goes they don't even know what that is okay yeah so a lot of times um and so a lot of times i would tell them well work on this work on this music or go home play the piano for a few minutes a day i usually say play them in you know let's say piano so yeah you know play for a few minutes a day it doesn't matter what you play just sit down at the piano and play play for a few if i tell them to play for 30 minutes a day yeah. they'll go like oh my god 30 yeah minutes oh no i'll never do that if you say you know practice for for 10 minutes a day 
they probably would like to do that. And then if I say sit at the piano and just fool around, that's even yeah. better. Right? Yeah. Because um, uh, yeah. the worst thing is if a parent, uh, see, kids don't like their parents telling them what to do. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, the worst thing is like the parents are like, oh, you got to practice. Now it sounds like a chore. Mm. And then there's a little fight, you know, uh, at least that's how I see it. Um, um, so I usually just come up with helpful little hints. Um, you know, in my own life, see, I'm the only one or one of the few people I know. Um, I had to, my mother was a classical pianist and she was quite good, mm -hmm. very good, had studied, you know, since the age of five. And um, I had to convince her to get music lessons. She was very, at the, at the beginning, it's like, um, you know, well, so if you don't practice, you know, you're not going to have any lessons. And so I, I just, you know, I loved music and I had to prove to her yeah, <laughs> that I could, you know, and once she realized that, of course, she was very supportive of me. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I had, I had to prove that. And, I, but, but I'm realizing I'm probably rare and mm -hmm. um, a lot of kids, you know, some, some, some kids really do excel, but, the, but it's rare. A lot of kids yeah. are kind of like average, uh, you know, they want to play in the band or they want to do something and, and um, it's an activity. So yeah. you, you try to get people just to do something because it's fun, right. not have the parents nag them and tell them they have to do it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's funny because, um, so I work with this coach and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes she'll help me work through like challenges I'll have. And one of them is if I put something on my to-do list that I think is like dual, like that I think is a doable task, but it's actually more of a project headline. And so what she's taught me is that, um, if you look at a, at your to-do list and you're seeing a project, it can be really overwhelming and hard to tackle. So sometimes you have to stop and break down. What is that? What does that actually mean? So in this case, with you talking about like practice music and how for some kids, they don't know what that actually means. In my mind, I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like an overwhelming project where you got to break down the tasks. So it sounds like, oh, um, instead of practice music, it's like sit at the piano for two minutes and just press a few notes. And, and that can just open the door to possibly practicing for 20 or 30 minutes because it just naturally happens. But um, th those are kind of the thoughts that came to my mind, which was kind of eye-opening, actually, musically <laughs> for me. Well, uh, yeah, see, and the other thing is that people don't realize, and especially adults don't realize this, but mm -hmm. um, like, let's say you play the piano, um, mm -hmm. or trumpet could be the same thing, but let's say piano. So your hands are your tools. So your hands have to learn how to play the piano. Mm -hmm. The, your fingers have to know uh, where to go. And so, and you know, your brain can only do so much, okay? So let's say somebody comes to a lesson. This I say is particularly true of adults because adults already have a high, mm -hmm. they've heard all the great piano players, right? They know there's such a thing as a fantastic piano player and they know that that's not them, right? Mm -hmm. But they have it in their head. Um, and now they can't do what's in their 
in their head or their brain or their mind or whatever you want to say. It's the hands that need to learn where to go. And that's the reason for practice. Right? Now, yeah. in, in physical education, everybody gets that right away, because like if you want to be a good runner, you know, you can't sit and, you know, think about it and be a good runner. Right. Yeah. You have to run. They, but that's not as obvious with a musical instrument. And so um, a lot of times, um, like I said, particularly with adults, they get super frustrated if you got your, your hands and it's very calming, by the way, you know, you just even if you sat down and played and just fooled around on piano, um, at least your hands are moving in that pianistic way. Yeah. Right? Now, definitely true for I don't teach the trumpet, but saxophone, flute, clarinet, your hands, you can't even see them. Right. Mm. They have yeah. to know where the keys are. And there's, you know. I mean, there's only a certain number of keys. It's not a huge number, but you have to know where they are and you have to know where the fingerings are. If you don't know it, if every time you come to your lesson, you're like, hey, where's a B? Where's a C? I don't know where they are. You're not going to get very far. Yeah, so that's why you have to practice. And even if you're just fooling around and making up your own song. Absolutely. I love that. And I love how like our conversation also uh, began with the value of exercise and then seeing the relationship between, um, you know, exercise and practicing music and how practicing music is like you're saying, really connecting your physical self with the instrument to give to be able to catch up probably with what's going on in your mind. Right. It's got, you, you know, you, 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 there's patterns, particularly I want to, you know, I'm talking about piano because yeah. uh, piano, uh, the method books that I use, they usually revolve around where the five fingers are. And um, this, the methods I use are actually those methods I'm using now, they weren't around when I was a kid, but mm. now they are. It's just sort of kind of like called the five, you know, you place your five fingers in a certain position mm. and then they move from those positions. And so your, your hands learn where those positions are so that you don't have to look at your hands mm. um, and your fingers. They learn that they learn that by some people say muscle memory. Yeah. Um, it's sort of they, they learn where to go and they will naturally move. Um, if you don't learn those and, you know, for me as a teacher, it's particularly apparent. It's really apparent because I'm doing this every day. Yeah. But if people don't practice, they, they just don't get it. They're like, um, I mean, they they they're not getting those patterns and there's not that many patterns, really. Yeah. So you have to spend time learning, learning them. And when you do, your fingers learn them. And when your fingers learn them, it's like, you know, it's like driving a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, a little more dangerous to drive a car. But, <laughs> you know, when you're driving, yeah. you're steering and you have your hands, you know, you're looking around, you're doing everything because the first day you ever drove a car is uh -huh. like that. It's totally scary. Right. Yeah. But after so many hours, you drive a car and you're driving down the road and it's natural because now yeah. you're used to it. And the same thing can happen with like a musical instrument, too. Yeah. So I you like want, that. Yeah. You want to have that because that's the hurdle. 
Right? Mm. And once you get, uh, uh, you know, when your your hands are playing along, are doing what you want them to do, then everything's going to be a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Very cool. I love that. Ernie, that's so, um, for me, you know, that uh, I, I really enjoy this conversation. It makes me kind of reevaluate uh, practice in general. <laughs> um, well, as we near the end of the podcast, and I know you're kind of saying you're in a state more of um, uh, not taking on a lot of n- new students, but curious, it, do you have like a vision for um, Mansfield music, you know, what you see in the next year beyond? Well, um, actually, the truth is I'm focusing in more of on um, some of my own music, you know, because I write music and I arrange music. And so um, I've been, um, you know, I can't say uh, that I have big, huge plans for my personal teaching business. It's more like I'm getting involved with some of my you know, my music that I'm recording and producing and, 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 and releasing on, on all the various sites like Spotify and iTunes and stuff. So um, I don't have a wonderful futuristic uh, plan for the teaching business, (laughs) (laughs) except to take more time with, uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to drop it either. Yeah. And the other thing is the other thing is, uh, is probably I will do do uh, more of a uh, blogging type of thing, where I'm giving people, you know, more kind of um, information for people who are interesting or interested in pursuing um, or understanding and appreciating music, whether it's uh, uh, something a, a business they want to go into or or just or performing or just appreciating. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. You know, that's, that's my next step. I love it. Well, before we go, Ernie, um, is there anything else you'd like for people to know? Or, um, you know, anything else you'd like to share about um, your music, or your music school or projects, how they can stay connected? Well, uh, they could go to my website, that would probably be the, the easiest thing. And to uh, see what information they can find there, they could sign up for my newsletter. And uh, my uh, website is mansfieldmusic.com. And um, I also have not just my music teaching uh, information there, but information about my uh, recordings and various other things, you know, that, that I'm doing. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Well, Ernie, thank you so much for your time. And for those listening, definitely check out his website, sign up for his newsletter and follow along on his journey as a, as a writer, arranger and composer. Um, But Ernie, thank you so much. I really enjoyed uh, getting this new perspective on what, what like what really is encompassed within practicing your instrument and um, just seeing these new, uh, you know, similarities between, uh, exercise and even driving a car. This was um, a really great conversation for me. So thank you so much, Ernie. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.